Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the food space. We're talking sauces, seasonings. I can't even wait for you to meet this company. And my guest, African Dream Foods, is on. David Schmunk is here. He's going to tell us all about it. It's his business. I can't even wait. David, so great to have you on the podcast. Hi, Justin. Thanks for having me. Good morning. I'm so glad you're here. I was excited uh, to hear your story. Man, it's got a really cool angle that our guests and our our listeners are going to love hearing about shortly. Um, Before we get there, though, um, let's talk about your background. Talk about what you were doing before launching the business. Uh, How far back should we go? Like right before? (laughs) Yeah, I would say right before. That'd be great. Um, Right before... I was also running a business. Um, I had my own business. It was in the motorcycle space. And um, I did that for about 10 years. Um, it was uh, basically creating products in China and importing them to the U.S., um, different motorcycle parts. Um, I also have a motorcycle shop. So I was kind of in the bike business. Wow. Okay. And so nothing in the food space, right? And so how did you have this idea to launch the the business African Dream Foods? Um, why seasoning sauces? You know, what, what was the initial thought around this? Well, I've been going to China for um, like, you know, seven years, about twice a year. I was going to um, different uh, trade shows there. And uh, so I was going like in the spring and in November. And um kind of getting restless with the business already i kind of like you know i get bored i guess after a while and i've been running this business for about like six years already at the time and um just wanted something new so i was kind of like i was talking to a friend of mine um and he's kind of um he's got a farm in morocco and he's like hey there's a food show in uh, shanghai once you check it out maybe we'll do something together he was uh, his family is growing um like olives for like generations so i was like okay i'll just check it out so i started going to these food shows in shanghai called the food and wine expo it's in november so it kind of coincided with my trip that i was taking anyway sure um so i kind of started going to these shows and i just realized that the food industry is so huge and it's like uh potential is endless and um it was just really fun. Um, like I made business cards that said I'm an importer exporter in the food space. And I would just kind of walking around talking to people, um, finding about their brands and, you know, talking to different olive oil producers and importers. And I did that for about three years in a row. And it was just really interesting. I, you know, it's like the food shows are like the most fun you can have, I think as a entrepreneur especially like if you're just doing research absolutely um, you just go around you taste different foods from different countries you kind of chit chat and, um, <laughs> and but you really you just go and i mean you're not hungry all day because you're like you're tasting everything you're go, you're tasting like gelatos from italy and you're tasting beer from all over the world and wine and um, all kinds of snacks and stuff so I just kind of opened my eyes to like how massive the food industry is and how much potential it has. And um, 
So I just kind of uh, started going from there. And then I met, uh, actually, I met a uh, manufacturer and farmer from South Africa there at one of the shows. And we kind of started talking. And um, later on, I visited him in South Africa. And kind of oh, wow. that's kind of how things uh, started uh, developing. I kind of started getting different ideas about uh, what we can do. Um, and I knew I wanted to be in the space and I just kind of started doing research uh, about kind of what's, uh, what's like the, what I want to be in. First it was sure. like, I was needing olive oil, but, um, you know, kind of one thing led to another and uh, I decided to go after the, um, the sauce industry just because it's really growing, you know, no um, doubt. So no I think kind of changed the game uh, back when they started getting hot, like in uh, probably like 2008 and uh, kind of, that's when I first discovered them and, you know, they just blew up and grew and I'm like, you know, this space is really huge and um, just started doing research, paid for some research, like just did online research and um, saw that the industry, the, the hot sauce and condiments industry is just growing year over year by a lot and it's like a two billion dollar industry now and um i just uh kind of wanted a piece of it right i love that um very you're, you're right this space is exploding right now and i think it's you have an interesting angle on it so um when you talk about working with the farms in south africa what what makes that unique what did you find there that you thought could make this a differentiator well um so like I said, sauce industry is huge. Um, there's like a million different sauces out, out there right now. A lot of them are from, you know, a lot of them are, the new ones are from like just small craft uh, outfits like in the U.S. Um, they come and go, but, you know, the kind of the focus is, it seems like everything is coming from like Mexico. It's like either focused on Mexican hot sauces or it's focused on, um, you know, Louisiana style hot sauces like Tabasco and, uh, you know, various uh, kind of Southwest, you know, Texas sauces, but there's really nothing I found that's kind of major from, uh, from Africa, maybe besides Nando's. And Nando's is kind of big. It's a big chicken kind of restaurant that started their line of sauces as well that they season uh, they season with at their restaurants. But besides that, there's really nothing from Africa. And I felt that, um, you know, after I traveled there, I kind of really fell in love with with Africa. Um, I fell in love with their flavors. Um, they have peri peri, which is not very oh yeah big here, right? And so I'm like, you know we really need to bring it to the U S market because I think people would really love it. So the flavors were different and, you know, there's just, like I said, there's nothing from Africa. So we wanted to make a brand that when you look at it, you immediately think of Africa. Sure. No doubt. Yeah. And that's exactly, so I love your labeling and packaging by the way, and we'll Thank get you. into that uh, in a few minutes. So what, so you decide I'm going to get into food. You, you, you got this idea around seasonings and sauces and know this is an exploding space. What was the first step? Because you hadn't created like a consumer product like this before. So what was, what was the first step to starting to put something together? Well, the first step, like we, we did research for about six months. Um, I, 
um, I had a friend in Russia, her name is Katya, and uh, she kind of was in there with, uh, with me from the beginning. So we kind of just did research to first see if we wanted to go down this path because like um, it's like a big endeavor and it's expensive and we wanted to kind of make sure we wanted to do it before we committed. And so that was the first step. But then after we decided to give it a go, I went to South Africa uh, in 2018 again. I think it was the my second trip there, or maybe it was a third. And um, I just made a list. We made a list of various um, co-packers and, and farms and factories that we wanted to visit. And so I mean, it was like all, all around from Johannesburg um, to Durban to Cape Town. So I just went around and had about a dozen or more factories that I visited. And we just asked questions about feasibility and, you know, you know what they can create for us. And so I kind of just, we, we just made meetings and um, I, I visited everybody, asked a lot of questions. And uh, finally, we um, decided to work with somebody there. So that was the first thing. And then as far as um, the labels, like I said, we wanted to really stand out on the shelf. When you look sure. at our sauces, like and I was, we're going, I was going to grocery stores and just looking at their sauce, sauce shelves and taking pictures of them and kind of, uh, you know, what I found was like most of the bottles and sauces look the same. Um, they're, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they're, they're round. They're kind of about the same height. Um, and, you know, like they're all about like Mexico or they're all like, you know, focused on super hot or the hottest or the most extreme, you know, will you know, <laughs> right. burn your face off and <laughs> right. stuff. And we wanted to really stand out and be different. And um, we wanted to have a label that when you look at it, you immediately think of Africa. We And I wanted to do something that also like has a bigger mission than just like making money. I know that's the main, right. the, the main goal of a business is to, to make money, but you know, I figured that, you know, we want to do something good too for, for Africa. And uh, we wanted to, to have a mission that's kind of bigger than just, just a profit. And um, just visiting Africa, I fell in love with wildlife and, uh, you know, doing research and, you know, just um, seeing what's going on with uh, animal population, animal decline. Um, we wanted to give back. So we kind of put together uh, some ideas of like what we can do and we uh, kind of got in contact with some wildlife photographers and uh, we asked to use uh, kind of collaborate with them and use their um, photos on product labels so we wanted to kind of um, give them credit as well so their instagram is tagged on the front of the label sure and the idea was to kind of rotate um you know product pictures and uh, to have different animals on different labels so that's what we have yeah it's super cool i really love the labeling it's it is very catchy i love the animals being on their qr code and whatnot um what was the first product or did you so uh, for those that haven't uh, been to africandreamfoods.com you can go there and see lots of different seasonings i mean amazing i love this whole idea like safari smoke ghost pepper habanero chili it's not your typical which i really like smoked chipotle that sounds amazing uh, and then on the sauce side you got the jalanasco fermented jalapeno sauce uh the ghost peri peri i mean the, the list goes on 
did you come out with all these at the same time or was it when you launched, we'll start with one or what did that look like? No, we came out at the same time. Um, actually we launched on Kickstarter about a year ago was when we started it. Um, so we actually um, wanted to kind of um, bring it to the market and kind of, we wanted to get people involved and, and kind of, um, like everything we're doing is we're trying to collaborate. We're collaborating with photographers and we wanted uh, basically you know, everybody to get involved like that wanted to, that want to support wildlife. They can literally, you know, support wildlife by buying our sauce. We have um, 10 cents to 40 cents from every bottle go toward um, different organizations. And we talked to various organizations. We decided to kind of stick with, the wildlife and education focus first sure. because uh, you know, in the beginning funds are limited, but you know, as we grow and as we get into more stores, we want to kind of expand it to various organizations. There's everything from anti-poaching to uh, community outreach and uh, you know, like farming education and stuff. And you know, there's different reasons why there's population decline for, for animals, but um, there's a lot you can do. So um, you're asking about um, the, all the flavors. Um, so we launched all of them. It, it wasn't going to be as big of a of a release at first, but you know we wanted to have like a pretty big line that kind of um, you know stretches from people that really like intense heat. You know, and that, right? We, we did our research, and most people are kind of in the mild to medium category what they prefer <laughs> i like the spicy <laughs> yeah i like I mean, it hot. there's there's a lot of people that prefer really hot but um that actually that portion is um kind of small compared to the the, the full market so we wanted to kind of have a sauce for everybody so we have you know our ghost pepper um the african ghost pepper is um kind of our hottest right now it's probably not going to be the hottest um in the future where you want to make something hotter because we figure after we we did this you know it's really hot for some people it's kind of so-so for for other people that are really you know big chili heads so you know hot sauce it kind of grows on you once you start eating more of it you get used to it and your tolerance increases so like ghost pepper was super hot for me when i started now I can, I can, you know, dribble it pretty, pretty generously <laughs> on my food and, and it's, sure. I can still handle it. So it kind of grows on you and we have heat scales on, on all of our products. So that's a 10 plus we are, actually <laughs> it's a seven, but that's really all subjective too. You know, uh, totally. Some people are like, imagine. oh no, this is only a four for me. And some people are like, this is scorching hot. I can't eat it. <laughs> it's all so, individual. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to have a line that kind of uh, touches the heat scales, but also the flavor profiles. You know, we have a kind of a Southern braai. It's our um, kind of African barbecue sauce. It's tangy. It's only a one on the heat scale. So um, like our sauces wanted to have kind of not just like the chili heads, uh, but everybody be able to kind of try it and get them into the sauce game, you know, cause I think once you start eating uh, your food with sauce, you kind of just continue and you um, totally, you know, I, I eat everything with sauce. Now I, I can't, I can't have a meal without <laughs> having, having sauce. So it kind of grows on you. Totally. You wanted to kind of bring new kind of people and expand the market this way. 
Yeah, this is, uh, I agree. And I love you can buy it in multi-packs, variety packs. You can build your own box. This is really cool. Um, how did you figure out like production, you know, packaging and, and whatnot? Well, also with packaging, we wanted to kind of make it real colorful. We wanted to stand out. As far as the gift boxes, we wanted to kind of focus on like gift giving and um, like where our hashtag is send hot sauce if you're on Instagram. Um, we wanted to get people to kind of just give a box of sauce to their friends because it's a very giftable item. And uh, like uh, for Christmas, like we were, we were doing really well and, um, you know, people give this as a gift and, uh, you know, people really love it because they, they receive this. It's colorful. It's a <laughs> right. box. It's so oh, it's awesome. Beautiful. I love the, I love it. We should have sent you something, uh, you know, before the show. So we could have done a, like a taste testing. right now. <laughs> That would have been fun as a recording, as I'm to- taking totally the, didn't the think of that. super hot. <laughs> and um, so, as far as, as, far yeah, as the production, um, so I went to South Africa. We found a factory that we wanted to work with. And um, so first we created our own bottle. Um, yes. I wanted, like I said, I wanted to stand out on the shelves and we wanted to create a bottle that kind of stands out as well. So um, I, I designed a bottle with, uh, with a designer. We actually are producing it in, uh, we're producing it in China. And we're shipping it to South Africa. So there's like a logistics, <laughs> wow. logistics issue <laughs> right. there. Um, and we're producing the cap there. We're producing the label in South Africa. And um, so there's, you know, there's different uh, kind of pieces that all fold together. It all goes to the factory and then they kind of put it together. So you um, ship they, in finished product then? Sorry, say that? You, so you bring in finished product then? Yeah, we bring in finished product. We wanted to make everything in Africa. You know, That's cool. in the future, maybe we'll do something different because, you know, the big issue, and maybe that's why there's not a lot of African products here, is we figure out that like logistics takes a time. long time. Right. And especially <laughs> right. on the West Coast, there's some issues with logistics where um, there's no direct routes coming from Cape Town to. Um, you know, LA, you have to, we have to ship to like Asia and then it goes from a, from Asia to like LA, either to, to China or to Singapore. Otherwise we have to bring it into New York and then truck it across. But eventually I think all these things will be ironed out. You know, if we get, uh, you know, more customers on the East coast and maybe a totally. distributor, it will go directly there. But, you know, yeah, it's it's definitely not the easiest, uh, you know, to to work with, and you know, <laughs> right. and maybe that's why most people, you know, you just don't see South African products or African products there, just because sure, everything is so expensive and and uh, takes a long time. So you mentioned you launched about a year ago on Kickstarter. Um, you've got great finished product here. You're selling direct to consumer on your website. What about retail stores? How are you thinking about that? What and and how are you approaching re- uh, retail? Well, it was all going to be retail in the beginning, um, and then and we launched right as kind of COVID started. Sure, um, started happening. I was actually in South Africa when, like, in March of 2020, <laughs> wow. when, like right when the pandemic was like, they're like, "Oh, this is a bigger deal than it is," and so I got out of there right before like they locked everything down. But um, we were always going to go directly to um, like focus on the retail stores and do shows. Um, sure. All of those pretty much got canceled. 
Right. So we're actually doing our first show in February. It's called the Fancy Food Show. It's in uh, in Vegas, the Winter Show. Yeah. So it's uh, February sixth to the eighth. So uh, we want to attract our consumers. Our um, kind of our strategy pivoted to kind of online and to Amazon. Uh, we're on Walmart.com, Amazon, and online basically, and then we're on a handful of like hot sauce shops and subscription boxes and stuff. Um, but we do want to get into the stores where we've kind of, we've been kind of going after zoos as well. Um, Ooh, ironic, ironically enough. Yeah. So That's interesting. At, at the zoo gift shops, uh, we're at uh, a handful of kind of major zoos across the U S now. And we're kind of growing that number. We want to be into kind of all the major cities in, in, the, in the gift shops. So um, just because, you know, people, you know, people go to the zoos because they want to see animals and um, this is a way for them to support them by you know, seeing yeah, really the cool. product in the gift shop after they're done. It's a great linkage. Yeah. And I was looking at your product on Amazon, almost five-star reviews on almost all of them. I mean, really strong. Um, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I love to ask our guests, um, their biggest lessons learned that you could share with our, our audience. Remember, a lot of we have a lot of list, entrepreneurs that are listening, people thinking of launching their own products at some point. Um, I know you're you're still early days in even getting product out to market, but you got a great product here. You got a lot of runway in front of you. What two or three pieces of advice would you offer to our audience in terms of you know looking back over launching and, and building a business like you've done? Don't start a business during like a pandemic. That would be the first. <laughs> That's one. hilarious. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it really set us back a month. Right. So, but I would say, kind of just plan on, on being kind of late and uh, uh, hope for the best, but expect the worst kind of thing. Got so, uh, I, I would say, you know, don't assume that everything is going to go as planned and have like a buffer in your timeline. Like I, like I said, we launched on Kickstarter, we were wanting to ship even. You know earlier but we uh, we we wanted to we were planning on shipping in this fall of 2020 originally and we got set back by about six months just because everything was delayed you know after factories sure. were shut down sure our glass was delayed our shipping everywhere was delayed um factories were just closed for a while so so we ended up actually first shipping our product in i think april after we finished the campaign in April of 2021. So yeah, the first one would be kind of buffer, um, buffer your time and kind of expect setbacks. Um, the second one would be find a good team to work with because, um, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of, I think, smart people and like, uh, people that are dedicated to the project and it's hard to do everything alone. And I'm, I'm the only founder here, which is kind of tough. I, I, you know, I would say find a good co-founder because it's, sure. it's kind of tough kind of doing it alone. But you know, I have a really great team um, with me and they're all, we're all kind of decentralized. We're all working remotely from different parts of the world. Um, I just want to give a shout out to them. And Katya, she's in, uh, she's in Moscow and we have Natasha. She's in Cape Town. She's our marketing person. And we have Kimberly. She was in South Africa, but she had to move during the pandemic to New Zealand. So um, that's kind of the core. And then we have designer 
the Philippines and we have an IT person in Germany. So we're all kind of spread out. I would say find a really good team that you that you trust that that sure. you know, they're all that kind of they have their own uh, strengths and stuff. So that would be um, kind of the second piece of advice. And then the third one is, um, you know, for, for especially for food, you do need a lot of funding because like uh, the margins are pretty low at the end of the day when you have, when you factor in the shipping and stuff, if you're going direct to consumer, especially, you know, you're factoring in, you know, free shipping everywhere on Amazon, for example, but you know, absolutely not free. You're paying for it. <laughs> so, right. um, and you know, Amazon fees and like, um, all the logistics for distribution. Um, and, um, so just have a buffer of money so you don't run out. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfectly fair. Wow, man. It has been so great, uh, learning about your brand, uh, hearing the story. You're still early days. I am excited for you. Like, and I hope you'll come back on down the road as you continue to grow and add other, you know, line extensions, I'll call it within your sauces or seasonings. Um, portfolio we'd love to have you back on down the road well appreciate it i'll i'll be happy to do that um last but not least i, I mentioned earlier africandreamfoods.com place to buy any any other uh references you'd like to share in terms of how we can get in touch with you people can reach out to you find your product um check us out on instagram and uh find us on amazon i think it would be the easiest or our website amazon and uh, if you buy make sure to leave a review <laughs> it's <laughs> so key reviews are so key and it's not reviews easy to huge. get those yeah, yeah and you Amazon. can't for those that don't know you can't just go ask a bunch of friends to go leave a review it gets, it gets the product will get flagged you actually have to have people buy the product well, and then leave a review i'm not even allowed <laughs> to ask people on right show to leave a review but i'm doing it anyways because the reviews <laughs> are so important they are really key hey uh david it's been so great having you on look forward to staying in touch having you back on down the road man great take care the Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.